0: Welcome to Miles Bar Podcast. We're your host, I'm Guggen, And I'm Jeff. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing The Last Dance. Episodes one, 1 and 2 aired this last Sunday on ESPN. And it's going to be a 10-part series. And they're going to be releasing two episodes every Sunday, I believe, for the next, like, gonna be the total of like five weeks if my math checks out on that jess before we get into that how have you been doing
1: i think i'm okay
0: that's good man i, I
1: think i'm not 100 percent sure i think i think everybody we're all going to do the same stuff so i think everybody really um i don't know how to feel about it like it's kind of just weird never really experience anything like this like this kind of event on a world scale but uh all right it'll get better right
0: this i think was like the distraction everybody kind of needed you know there's there isn't any live sports going on there aren't any new movies coming out and to see how it's like everybody stayed home you know obviously and everybody just on uh, watching something on tv at the same time you know it, it it's kind of just different it, it there hasn't been like an event or anything like this this has been my most anticipated like movie or you know limited series or what have you of this year um i would say tenant uh you know nolan's new movie that would be number two on that list but like you remember when the trailer came out for this a few months ago this was actually supposed to come out in june but they sped it up because of you know the whole COVID thing that's going on right now.
1: Yeah, I think I did see, I think you, yeah, you shared the trailer and I was like, fuck, can't wait to see it. But if it meant losing the NBA season, I probably could have waited to see it, but we're all right.
0: Yeah. So, (coughs) so this is Mm -hmm. the Bulls documentary, man. So what happened was 1998, the Chicago Bulls have won their fifth title going on to their sixth that season might be blowing it up but they come together for one more season Jack, Phil Jackson calls it the last dance and they had allowed NBA entertainment you know the unprecedented access to record everything and then all of this got recorded and it kind of just sat there because you know it was up to the Bulls it was up to a Jordan on you know what they were going to do that's what they said mm-hmm. they're like let us record it but we won't make anything out of it unless you know you kind of give the go ahead. And for pretty much like almost, you know, like two decades that it just kind of just sat there and nothing happened with it. And now, you know, finally, like Jordan was involved with it. And then, you know, like once Jordan got involved, then everybody else kind of, you know, everybody's kind of coming together to tell the story. So this all happened through, you know, the nineties and stuff where I, you know, I'm a basketball fan, you're a basketball fan. And, you know, we, were children when all of this was happening i was born in 92 possibly so. yeah <laughs> so i didn't witness any of this and i didn't it's kind of weird how big of a thing that is and i had no idea where any of that happened i had no idea any of that drama was going on in the last season did you have any idea of it
1: no actually all this like and we'll get into it as we get into it like as we start talking about the episodes but all of this mm-hmm. is new information pretty much there's so yeah. much i didn't Um, it's like a movie
0: yeah 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 like i know that they won the six titles that's about all i know i had no idea what was going on with the team what was going on with management pretty much everything like that and then now we're going to get that explained over 10 episodes and you know they're still actually working on these episodes the director he also directed the under the giant documentary for hbo on the ringer and so he, he he's on this now and i think he said he was on Dan Patrick's Show, and he said that on for some of the episodes, you know, we're in the red zone. For some of the episodes, we're on like the two yard line. So they're they're not done with it yet. You know, since obviously he got you know pushed to an earlier date to come out. So let's let's jump right into it, dude. I know you got the somewhat breakdown of it. So take it away. All righty, um, and we'll jump all over the place. I'll try to go. Just like the documentary series, just a, yeah, it jumps all over. It up. does the same thing. I like that they have the timeline. You know, I was like, "Hey, we're going to go back all the way here now," and then also, you know, like just into the opening, how there's that montage of like, "Hey, here's a moment they won that year. Here's another moment they won that year. Here's a mo-. so it's kind of like it sets up the whole thing, and now we're all gonna we're gonna be kind of going into it. So,
1: episode one, yeah, episode. So episode one basically it starts off. Um... Like you said, you know, how great this team does. They're coming off of winning a title. And then right when they get into it, you know, they show you the highlights. And the first thing is they're the, like, they just won a title. You know, this is the fifth title. And then none of the players look at it from that. Like, they're still off that title high. And I think it all starts what this documentary, I think, will go into a lot more is, um, That 1997 to 98 season, and how Jerry Cross, the GM, wanted to kind of he
0: was ready to start a rebuild. I didn't know this person existed until like
1: two days ago, and now you hate him.
0: (laughs) It he, I think he passed away like a year ago, so you know, obviously, you don't get
1: his side of of the story, but he was a a great guy. I didn't know he passed away. piece of shit
0: <laughs> no man no it, it, this isn't like a personal thing about him but like the way he's kind of portrayed
1: or that's kind of like is it? If- you told me you hated his guts this morning you were like man if I had the opportunity to punch two people in the face between Jerry Cross and Hitler I would punch Jerry Cross twice and I was like bro that's kind of like I I, 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 I I would say that was a bit extreme,
0: you know you said it you in said it co- in this conversation that didn't take place, but You're a terrible person, no, so it kinda yeah, so like you know in, in the first at least i would say both of the episodes, it's like a big he he's kind of like it seems like he's the person that everybody
1: was kind of going against. And you know what's nuts is after watching this, I think, um, I noticed it right away in the, in the, uh, documentary itself and then Barstool pointed it out again. I love Space Jam growing up, you know, I have it on mm-hmm. Blu-ray, my, but the mm-hmm. main, Flex. like, I know I'm just saying, like, I love that fucking movie. Um, mm-hmm. I watched it during the lockdown already. Yeah. And then and beautiful HD. Exactly. I'm just saying. Uh, Mr. Swackhammer, I think that's his name. The main villain from Moron uh, Moron Mountain. Dude, I haven't ah. seen Space Jam in years. Yeah, he's that. He's the guy that bosses all the aliens around. It's kind of like a dick, and he's like the CEO, I think. Uh huh. And it really feels like when you watch this documentary, they lifted like some of, or they were trying to, because you know it's a short fat. He's still, like short and fat, and. That was like there. I think that might have been Michael's dig at Cross.
0: So, you think Michael Jordan despised Jerry Cross to the extent that he said, I'm gonna make this movie with Warner Bros. We're gonna have the Looney Tunes where there's gonna be aliens that come from space. The main bad guy, or one of the grimy guys. Hey, why don't we take inspiration from our GM? He went into the writers' room, and he talked to the animators. He gave him a picture and said, "Like, let's base it off of him. He's a real dirt." But you think that's what happened?
1: Yes. Okay. To the T. <laughs> just saying, like by this point when this movie was made, Cross had already. Um... This movie came out in, what, like, 96? I think. What? Space time? Yeah. 96, I think
0: so. I think. I th- so 96 like,
1: sounds like it. I think Michael already had had a good, like, portrayal or, or, like, good, like, his relationship with Jerry Cross by the time this came out. Like, he'd already retired once. I think, you know, you draw from shit. I don't know. That was just me. It, like, hey, could be a thing. Could not be a thing. It I don't could know. be. I don't know. But <laughs> um, And the reason, like, I think he was so, like, it's so, he was so annoying. And I think Haiti was, especially one of the, one of his, like, right after they were, uh, right after they were win, uh, winning or they'd won the fifth title, he wanted to blow everything up. And then, like, one of the reasons that, you know, they show is he had, like, a very, he had ego issues and, like, he wanted to say, he wanted to say, like, he was just as important. I remember yeah. him saying organizations win titles and that, um, Not that pissed everybody off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He, he said that he was misquoted though. Yeah, he, he said, said I was
1: paraphrased and then he'd also He left said, off alone.
0: He, he meant yeah, to say alone. like organizations, players don't win alone, you know, they like win together essentially. But then he just said like, he was quoted as like players don't win championships alone, organizations win it. Or, yeah, I don't know. I would like to mention that we saw this both of us saw both of the episodes twice. I I saw it twice. Did you see it more times than that? No, I'd say twice. Yeah, I saw saw it because on Sunday it aired episodes one and two, and then there was this weird Madden tournament, I think it was, in between, and then episodes one and two aired again. Man, they're about an hour apiece, and they just fly by like oh yeah but okay so no but i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them that like if he might have been characterized from that because like in the documentary you see jordan just heard him like hey you taking uh those pills diet pills or pills to keep you short (laughs) he's just like talking talking so much he's like hey jerry you want to go out do layup line with us we'll lower the rim for you it's completely, un- they said they, they used to
1: call him Crumbs because you know he always had Crumbs. And Crumbs basically wanted to go, his whole thing was it's time to rebuild right after that fifth title. So he was like, he was, I think he thought everybody was um expandable at that time, and then he had already started like playing golf and kicking it with who he thought was going to be the next Phil Jackson with the assistant coach. And then um, it was to the point where his stepdaughter got married bef- in that, I think, off season, and he invited everybody on the team except for Phil. Yeah, and you know,
0: yeah, to play devil's advocate here, uh, like what he was wanting. Well, so the ego thing started because the line share of the credit to their success was going to Jordan. Then it was going to Phil. And he was like, well, but I put all of this together. You know, I brought in Phil Jackson. We drafted Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan fell to them at third, you know, because Hakeem went one to Houston. Sam Bowie went number two to Portland. Ah, Portland, man. It's like, damn, you know, you got to feel for them. They could have had KD. We could have had, you know, they could have had Jordan, but like they they had Drexler and they're like, No, well we already got one good shooting guard, so we're gonna take this other guy who ultimately fizzled out, you know, he had injury issues and stuff like that. But then Jordan goes number three to the Bulls and so he did that. He traded for Scotty and then what his reasoning was he wanted to trade Scotty a year earlier, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Because he was like, all right, you know, like what they wanted to do was like, all right, everybody like you said, everybody is expendable. Except for no, With Scotty
1: with Scotty, um he didn't want to trade him.
0: No no, it he was, traded for him to you He know, traded the draft for was... him, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought
1: you said tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh they traded for him, remember he had the wrong draft hat on mm-hmm. and then they're like, You got traded and he goes, I didn't know that. man (laughs) we're gonna talk
0: more about scotty but geez like the undertone throughout both episodes you're just like man you feel for scotty pippen
1: you definitely feel for scotty but look, so
0: he did all of that and you know yeah like he was saying like okay you know like i guess they they weren't on good terms with scotty pippen so he's like let's trade him see what we could get you know so his his reasoning was They just want to kind of keep retooling it around Jordan. But then, you know, you could say, okay, all of that makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is his whole thing against Phil Jackson. That's ultimately what undid everything, you know?
1: Like, he just
0: hated Phil Jackson for some reason.
1: Yeah, and then Michael made it pretty clear that he wasn't going to come back without Phil. And that's so... I think the owner went and talked to Phil alone and then they got him. And then Jerry cross still made it fucking clear. Like this is your last year, which
0: is like, that is everything that you wouldn't do in present times. Like if the media goes up to a general manager and says, Hey, you know, we heard rumors that Scotty Pippen you guys were looking, you know, at trade offers for him. It was yeah, we looked at a few good ones. You know, we had some in place, but then we're... who does that? Like, you know, you you can't say that. Like, that just poisons. Like, you don't need to say that. Like, you don't need to mention any of that because obviously, then the media's are gonna go run and ask that player, and that player is now sitting there like, okay, they shopped me or they tra- they looked at offers for me. They're wanting to trade me. It's like, and then like. Like he was just a nightmare when it came to all of that. It's like, dude, you made all the good moves, but yeah, like you said, his ego just wouldn't. Like he wasn't getting credited enough or whatever. You know who? You know what? Who he reminded me of? Who? The last being Niners' friend Trent balky
1: That's true. It's true. I like you have, that. Yeah, like and you, you have, yeah. Ba- like you hate Trent Bulky.
0: You hate Trent balky,
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> He once told me, nah, "I don't have another scenario for this." But um, yeah, and then basically drove Phil Jackson out, pissed off. Like he did everything that you could do wrong after just yeah. winning a major title. But <laughs> but
0: you could say that it was purposeful because he's he 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 wanted everybody out of there. It's like he he put together the perfect team, but the perfect team hated him. Like. All of them hated him because, you know. And then he, that's what he despised. That's why he just wanted to drive all those guys out of there. Ultimately, that's what it became. It's like who tells their coach you could win eighty-two games this season and your ass ain't You're coming still out.
1: Bad. And you know what? I think that cat kind of catalyst. That um, and we'll get, we're going to get see much more of the season as it unfolds, and it'll kind of just show you maybe that does you know bring them together. Like this is it. This is our last chance. And then Phil kind of kicked that off with you know, Steve Kerr said he used to start off uh, every season with kind of like their, I w- would you say it was their like their theme for the season, I guess. And then when he handed out the booklets, that's what he, it was called The Last Dance. And voila.
0: I love it. Don't
1: you love it when movies and fucking TV, they they say the title in the thing?
0: I do get a kick out of that. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's always like, it kind of, you know, it depends on how they pull it off. They could, if they pull it off like really well, you're like, Ooh, if they pull it off and then it kind of like takes you out of the moment. It's like, really? But I would say they pulled it off in this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, yeah, you're right. It would, it is. I think yeah, you just asked me like a very certain... I think you
0: just asked me like a very like, you know, like, Hey, you know, like, just agree with this and we'll move on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you, you make, you make a, you make a, you make a good point. I mean, if you were going to say something like the last dance or something that's really quick or whatever, you know, then yeah but then if you're going to say right, something I think we like... spent enough time on this. But, no, that, that's, exactly gonna, you know, it, that's exactly Like if Harley is. Quinn walked out and was like, that's right, and never you forget that this is Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of... I can't... Fuck, man, that was a terrible name for a movie. D- did you watch the movie, though? No.
0: It's not a bad okay, movie. Let's get back into
1: that. <laughs> that's what I was really back in. So... Yeah, and Last Dance, that's where the title came from.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned this before we started recording earlier. You said that these are... We watched two hours. They showed us a lot, but at the same time, didn't delve... They kind of like laid out the story, right?
1: And yeah. And now we're going go like, to... They just kind of go through like different segments. I remember in the first episode, they go through... Um, you know, they show you the beginning. They show you everything that's going on with Cross, and then they jump right back into Mike in his college years. And then you know, you you have James Worthy. That was pretty cool. And he tells them how, um, Michael they just got done with everything. Michael, you want to play a little bit one more one on one? You know, mm-hmm. and he goes, "You wanted to be, you wanted to be better than me because he goes, I was better than him for, two for weeks. about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. again,
0: you know, like since we did, we weren't around to witness all of this. It's kind of cool, like.
1: Oh when he took that shot at the end?
0: Yeah. I was like, I had no idea was,
1: about
0: any of that. Yeah. And the, that was the killer. Yeah, dude like his, he he was already a star, you know. And ESPN, re, you know, the how they do the March Madness bracket challenges things, they recently did one and he won for it was best college basketball player, you know, men and women were on there. And he 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 was voted the best college basketball player of all time. And And so he was there for three years back in the day, you know, it wasn't this one and done thing. And, you know, he actually was comfortable. He wanted to stay there, but it's crazy that his coach actually told him like, yeah, man, you got to go pro.
1: Yeah. Tremendous respect for Dean Smith. Um, And I think Michael Jordan that we see in the documentary that we know if he doesn't, I think get Dean Smith as a coach, um, I I feel like maybe it's not the same Michael Jordan that we did see. I think just Dean Smith as a person, it wasn't just Michael's on court. Like, you know, they kind of touch on it in the documentary too. Dean Smith was just a great individual and they kind of like shaped Jordan as to who he is and, you know, the responsible guy he was. And then like, I think you can see that a little bit and when he tells them, so, you know, Dean Smith tells him, hey, you should declare for the draft. He gets drafted. And as a rookie, he just um, he shows up to one of the hotel parties or whatever, and he's trying to find his teammates. And he knocks out on the door, and he goes, man, I walked in, and you have people, you have your cocaine, people doing your cocaine on one side. You have your smokers, you know, the the weeds on the one side. They got the girls, and you know, I'd never seen something like this. Man, it sounds like a part And of then it. for Michael Jordan to just kind of be like, "Yo, you know, y'all handle it." Yeah, MJ
0: was
1: just like, like "No, alone. man. I'm out. Yeah, it, I think that kind of just stuff like that his main drive, I think. Yeah, that's that, what you,
0: that's what's really prevalent through both yeah. of the episodes like that's just his drive. He just wants to compete at the highest level and just win. Like the way, you know, like, there's legend around how, like, you know, how, like, motivated and Michael Jordan's drive was, and you're kind of seeing it firsthand, and it's kind of inspirational.
1: It is. It is. You know, fucking, what caught me off guard was, like, before they tell that story, and he goes, yeah, you guys are known as, like, this Chicago traveling cocaine circus, or something, like, I'm paraphrasing, but goddamn, (laughs) yeah it was the 80s man yeah yeah, different times
0: no dude like legit in the league back then drugs were like a big issue man like a lot of the teams were on there uh, that you know the guys were abusing and stuff like it's not what it is today now it's like your current nba player is treated like a thoroughbred horse like i think it
1: was across all sports too like the Cowboys are all coked out. Yeah, at the that world time. Like, that was... just
0: did a lot more cocaine back then. Yeah, you
1: know, John Bone Jones was just—he—he he was born in the wrong time. He was raised in the wrong time. He would have, you know, he wouldn't have any of the issues he had. Yeah, it would have been—he would have been, been like, you know, he would have been like, like
0: for like doing. Been a like, oh look at him, Joe Rogan would be. Oh, John just took a line in before the fourth round. He's coked out now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. but this is the stuff that Michael came into didn't waver he was like I don't go shit you guys want to do what you want to do I'm going to stay alone I'm going to it's, he kind of pretty much and they showed down he was for the first few years and stuff was like it was kind of like he was still in college it's, he was just at home
0: it's a look yeah. at a simpler time right like where where his his mom reading a letter that he sent her like people used to send yeah. each other letters. They would sit down, write a letter, put it in an envelope, put stamps on it, put it in a mailbox. Then that would, a couple of days later, get to the other person. They would open that and be like, hey, look, a message. And then they would write it back. Like, that's crazy. Like, it, it's just really nice to see like, you know, like a snapshot of what life was back then. And, like, you know, you see the 80s from there, and then you see the 90s, like, you know, during the... Just, like, the fashion, like, the style that they're wearing, really questionable.
1: Like, nobody's clothing fits. Except for uh, Dennis Rodman would fit right fucking into 2020. Oh, dude. Let's just put that out there.
0: Dude,
1: Dennis Rodman would, like, see slide into fucking 2020 and
0: now that's a guy that was like ahead of his time you would say
1: like he'd be like an
0: influencer right now like a
1: social media. his ig how many followers do you think he would have i don't know but um what i did learn throughout this is that so you know like i said like we're jumping around both episodes second episode speaking of dennis rodman kind Of really does get back into how much um, Scotty Pippen was lowballed, and then we'll circle we'll back to it. But we can know, talk the main about Scotty, he right really now. didn't, like, I'm yeah. He didn't Scottie. really let's
0: talk about Scotty, like they kind of show his whole story. He, he's, he's more prevalent in episode two, you know. What's up, I, I need...
1: yeah? So, you know, what like we'll, we'll get right into it, but the reason I was talking about Dennis Rodman is because he's. Um Scotty was low ball, you know, he didn't. Have, so I looked everything up. I'm like, what Scotty's net worth, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you guys what it is. Um Yeah, have nothing better to do. It, yeah. Looking I, I people's net you know? Um
0: that What do you think
1: stuff. Dennis Rodman's net worth? Ooh, you threw a curveball at me.
0: I was going to confidently say the answer cuz I looked up Scotty uh Pippen's net worth as well. But you throw you throw this Dennis Rodman curveball at me. I'm gonna say, fifteen million.
1: Fifteen million? Yeah, I haven't looked it up. Why, why would you I ask know. that? Then? But I was gonna see if he. Is doing better than Scotty Pippen is. <laughs> okay, All let's right? play this game.
0: Who's doing better? Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Corner yeah, two. Yeah. Dennis Rodman. Now, here's your host, Jess. Jess, take it away.
1: Actually, I want to let you know that some people listening to this right now, because whoa. You might have more money than Dennis Rodman. Net worth is only estimated at five hundred thousand dollars. How rich do you player, think our I'll... listeners are? I don't think any. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, your net worth would be like if some people own a house and everything. Like, yeah, that's it true. counts that's all like that small. shit. Yeah. So, if you own like a house in California, you probably have as much money as Dennis Rodman. So, yeah, you know.
0: five hundred thousand. Yeah,
1: that's. I I don't know if this is accurate. But... Dude,
0: I can't wait till the Dennis Rodman episodes. Like, you know, like I I saw the preview for the next uh we'll talk more about it obviously, you know. We'll be talking about this weekly, but like I can't wait for that. Like cuz he's just such a character, man. Like I can't wait to see some of the Dennis Rodman stories. But do you
1: want to you want to talk about Scotty now? It, but, you know, if somebody told me out of all these people, who do you think was not the best with their money? I would probably say Dennis Rodman. So yeah, I, I guess I think not, he would be the favorite. Yeah, so I think mean we could be yeah. too shocked. So what happened with that contract that, with Scottie Pippen is, so Scotty Pippen basically you know had a rough upbringing. His dad um, had a stroke and was paralyzed. His brother at school was wrestling with another student, and then I guess – he landed the other person was, did a wrestling move and paralyzed his brother, so for him, he had a very hard life compared to um at least as to i think compared to Michael, whose life may have not been as oh we don't need to compare easy. But, you know like like i mean
0: come, when you when they
1: show you your upbringing you yeah, know that he
0: was the one he was like one of twelve kids, and you know it was yeah exactly it's kind of sweet like first they had his
1: brother on there and he was just like we didn't even know that we were poor yeah and then um when they so when he gets his first contract his agent even tells him at that time hey you know this is not gonna this is not gonna be a good it's not a good deal you shouldn't uh resendorf i think told him was like you know like towards the end of the deal and your final years and stuff like that, you're going to be super underpaid. And But he said he needed the money and he had to help his parents and all that. And he took it. And, you know, that's what's crazy is they show you that and they leave something out. And then, like, the whole world thinks, damn, Scottie Pippen. Like, fuck. Scotty Pippen was the second in the Bulls in assists. I mean, uh, second in the Bulls in points scored. Uh, second in rebounds, second in minutes played, and first in assists, and ranked sixth on the salary. And I believe they said 122nd in the NBA. So when you're watching this stuff, you know they show you, but what they leave out, and then that's why, I, like, I'm like, oh shit, man, I, that's fucked up, poor Scotty. And then I realize Scotty Pippen made another about 90 million dollars on top of that yeah cause cause he had he, a he, he played with contract. houston
0: and then he made and then with portland as well so he got paid and
1: yeah he got paid a lot so he got paid more than jordan did for about at least through for basketball um, salary wise basketball salary wise yeah. yep but um so yeah so
0: he he's his that's like an underlining current that's like, you know, going through the episodes as well. It's it's Cross's relationship with Phil, with Jordan, with Scotty, and his relationship with Scotty was probably the worst out of the bunch because, you know, like you said, it does happen. When he gets to the last couple years of his deal, he's pissed. Like, he's he believes he's the second best player in the NBA, and he's making pretty much nothing compared at that, that time. And then MJ the next season is asking for, like, $37 And then Scottie's making only, like, a couple million, you know. And then that's ultimately what leads to him having an injury, taking the summer off, not rehabbing, and then rehabbing kind of on the team's dime during the season. And, you know, that's
1: where they're kind of starting to splinter. I like how he was like, that was, you know, that was selfish, Scotty. Like, because
0: he's just so true to the game. He's like, "No, dude, you don't cheat the game." You know, he's like, "He made it about himself. It's not about yourself. It's about the team." Like, that's just like his you whole just made thirty
1: six million,
0: asshole. He's like, hey, <laughs> that, "I'm MJ. That's me." He should have handled his. Like, that's his. That's legit. His mentality, bro. It,
1: that is, yeah. And as you say about like him not wanting to cheat the game, that's so crazy because it's prevalent in the second episode. Um, they talk about him getting injured and then you know they were already it seemed like they were already out of the playoffs they wanted to kind of what you would do today is tank for mm-hmm. a draft better draft pick, pick. back then, then it was then... even
0: it was even safer cuz seven teams are in the lottery and they all have the exact same chance it wasn't you know like how now they do it with the draft balls and stuff like the first team has the highest chance and stuff like it was legit seven teams anybody could get the first round pick and then and then making the playoffs actually ultimately ended up costing him that.
1: Yeah, and he was like on that minute restriction, and he was pissed, and all that like kind of pent up, and then so he fricking, um, they make it to the playoffs. You know, he he wields them into the playoffs, mm-hmm. even on the minute restriction, and, and I think they that's why the when Celtics. They play the Celtics, and this Celtics team was. Crazy good. Yeah, at some that time. argue
0: it's the best team ever.
1: Yeah, and for Larry Bird to, you know, freaking, I thought that was such big. Like he you goes, know, when Michael played us, it was like God was Michael Jordan. God disguised as Michael Jordan. And Michael then Jordan. That's, yeah,
0: that's Larry Bird at the top of his game, peak of his powers. I think that they they're the ones that ended up winning the championship that that year. And that's what he's saying about a young Michael Jordan in his second uh, second season, right?
1: Yeah. And that was kind of like, damn. And that kind of just shows you how good this guy was, and he was great, I think. And... Which,
0: which is the crazy thing, because you, you just think of all of this
1: shit that was going on, and they still won. And that was his second year, and that was before he got there, the soccer league, for Chicago was selling out more tickets,
0: yeah. Than so the Bulls, the owner. What do you think about the owner throughout all of this? Like, cause the owner sounds like, "Hey, that's what happened." You know, he's like, "I told Scotty don't sign this. I told Michael don't sign that."
1: He really likes to put himself and then cross. Like, I'm sure you had nothing. Like at the end of the day, you're the owner, mm-hmm. and I guess he did kind of assert that authority towards the Phil Jackson contract and all that stuff. But, um, but you. He
0: essentially picked cross over Phil, Jordan, and Scotty. He was like, Alright, well you know? Like he could have fired him. Like they blew up that dynasty dude.
1: They did. But Six Rings, man.
0: Yeah. And, you know, look at how the reboot build turned out for them. They weren't Relevant until the Derrick Rose Bulls of like the two thousand tens, and ultimately, you know, I did
1: not know that Derrick yeah. Rose and Michael Jordan are the only two Bulls players to ever win MVP. Yeah, so that's, that's amazing stuff.
0: We should rebuild. We should rebuild. Look at, that. from ninety nine, you could say, to two thousand like ten, eleven, they weren't relevant, and then they they were relevant for maybe a couple of years, and they're rebuilding again now. Like, you get a generational player, you know? That's what happens. Like, he he legit put the Bulls on the map. Like, if you think about it, the Lakers, the Celtics, you know, they're like NBA royalty, and he put the Bulls right there next to them. Like, at the end of the day, you know, what happened was everybody's egos kind of got in it, and that's ultimately what drove them apart. You see this happen – every single time like you look at the the Shaq and Kobe you know they drove each other apart Golden State they ended up driving apart you know you have teams like the Spurs I would say are like the only ones that kind of somewhat stayed you know for the whole thing that was because of this Tim Duncan if you it really depends on the superstar you know because like everybody's egos could get in the way. I'm not getting enough credit. He's not getting enough credit. And that just goes to shit. And ultimately that's what happened with these guys, but they had, they achieved success at like the highest rate, which is the craziest thing out of everything. Like all of this is happening, but they're still going out and winning it.
1: And you know what? We'll find out more as through this goes on, but I wonder if they get into it. A lot of stuff that, um, that I've been like seeing after, as some people say, you know, it's only two in. We'll see. But Jordan himself, in some places, like I, um, or on some of the articles that I've seen, was kind of attributed to that breakup as well. Whereas to like, uh, he was told that um, some people even said that Jordan told them to get rid of everybody from the first three P, you know? Whoa. So we'll see what happens. Really, yeah, I mean, as this thing goes, I don't know if that's true or not, but somebody wrote so far, the documentary is not showing the whole side, and then they were saying how, um, somebody posted an article that Jordan had that request that he wanted to like get rid of like Scotty Pippen and all that. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I could see that because they traded Charles Oakley,
0: you know, and Oakley was like, he's like he was boys with Jordan back then and even like now they're still like good friends and stuff and then he like talks about it on the documentary he's just like yeah you know he had to go like that's essentially he was just like yeah you know cool like so that wouldn't you know like I wouldn't put it by him so yeah like he did ultimately say that before all of this came on he's like you're not gonna like you're not it's not gonna make me look good essentially and which is I really enjoy that because I want you know, when they're telling the story, I want it to be true to kind of the people that are in it. Just because Jordan's involved in this as well, we don't want it to just completely romanticize and, you know, have Jordan look like a god, essentially, or play everything up to that. But, you know, the more kind of, the more realism there is, it gives
1: them more credibility. And then um, when I was reading into that, they said that it was partially Jordan and Jackson played into it, too. But they were saying Jackson could have even influenced Jordan because Jordan, I mean, uh, Jackson had this theory, which he believed seven year theory? he called it the seven-year theory. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you have Jackson telling, saying, and he like was a staunch believer in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So the maybe that's something. The theory is that Jordan's, I mean, Jack, it's so easy to mix Jordan and Jackson up, huh? Um, Jackson's Not at all. father was a minute he was a minister i know i'm just saying that to make myself feel better was like a minister and he told him that you can't stay in the same place um after like five years because your message starts falling like yeah The same you can't be in you can you know it, it's not it, it doesn't have that big of an impact exactly so, so if you George, if you're... jackson thought like you couldn't coach in the same place for about seven because yeah, then years. you know, like
0: then the players would either your voice would kind of, you know, start falling deaf on them. It wouldn't have the same, you know, impact, you know, it's, it just doesn't have the same, you know, like you, they don't care as much or whatever, you know, they're not going to listen to you as much. So that's why, yeah, you know, having different players to coach after that, because then you kind of, you know, like the team stays bought in because after that,
1: they're not going to buy in anymore. And I think um, in his, I think in his, in his, uh, that season before Cross did tell him, you know, you're gone after this, blah, blah, blah. Before that season, when Jackson had even gone to Cross and um, the owner and said that, you know, we need to get rid of everybody essentially from the first three P. So. We'll see if they kind of touch on that, or if oh, not, or if it was true, but that fuck. was.
0: And Sunday couldn't come soon enough. Exactly. i Scott... and you know who to blame, Jerry Krause. But that man, like, <laughs> you just feel so bad for Scotty. Like, there's a, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a clip of him in there, like Oakley when like during Scotty Pippen's rookie year, Oakley just has him by the collar and like slaps him across the face like jesus and then like even from the, the get-go it's like draft night scotty's talking about like how he's excited to be on the sonics and they're like hey uh yeah you were actually traded and he's like huh uh okay and then he gets slapped and then he's like just sitting there at training camp and they're like oh yeah you were mentioned in trade rumors and jerry cross said this to him not getting paid like he's been you know It's been like a, for him, it kind of shows like a rough ride. And what did you think when Jordan said, Scotty will always be my greatest teammate ever? I thought that was facts. True, but like, do you think Scotty wants to be known as Michael Jordan's greatest teammate ever? Or does he want to be known as like Scotty Pippen, six time NBA champion, Hall of Famer?
1: I would go with the latter. See, the reason, like, I don't, I can't, like, immediately say, oh, definitely, because I don't know if Scotty would. Scotty just so far from what they've shown, just seems like a very humble, um, down earth kind of person. And I think, like, he kind of knows neither one could do it without the other. Yeah. I would say
0: that's how your number two needs to be for there to be success. You know jordan's the enigma he's like the once in a generational player and he's the number two with him. you know that's what happened with shaq and kobe kobe uh, shaq was that enigma you know that generational player and kobe was like i don't want to be the two we both need to be ones and then you see that now with steph being the generational player and clay has that scotty pippen role and you know like He's cool with it. He's cool, like how Scottie Pippen was back then. And, you know, it's going to kind of get, like, I just can't wait to see, you know, like how much more they're going to show. Because I think this, these first two episodes kind of did a good job of setting up the whole entire story. And now we're going to start, like, delving more into it. And we'll be talking about this weekly, right? Yeah. uh, Every Tuesday, I'd say, is what we're going to shoot for. Yeah, man, that'd be ideal, but, you know, we are, unlike Michael Jordan, we are very inconsistent with the things that we do.
1: It's very easy for us to walk away from things. Yeah. It's ridiculously, like, it's... We're good
0: at that, I would say.
1: Yeah. There's a championship for that. You book it. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got... Have you, have you
0: watched any other movies or anything like that, you know? Any recommendations for the folks while we're wrapping up this pod? I honestly um you watched Onward recently didn't you?
1: Yes. Onward was good. Um other than Onward Tiger King but I think everybody in the whole fucking world seen that. That's God, the the filth
0: that like we would just like want to like shove into us like it, that was like a dumpster fire and like the whole world saw it. <laughs> yeah, that was not my proudest watch. I finished it, Minced it, actually. Yeah, um, I, I watched Killing Them Softly. It was a Brad Pitt movie that came out a few years back. It's on Netflix. It's about mobsters hiring somebody to kill from somebody that does, like, a, rips them off. Uh, it, the movie itself is okay. The story is okay. But The actors in it are good. Uh, Brad Pitt's a badass. It's got a couple really violent scenes and, you know, you could do worse it's about like i think it's a little under 2 hours you know if you got nothing to do just sitting around it's worth a watch i would say what else do you do listen to a podcast i doubt that but um <laughs> yeah man like yeah. this has guys- been such a good start to this series man and i think it's only going to get better from here so we're excited to talk about that we're going to be making a podcast hopefully you know just discussing our episode like the like the series itself you know we're all over the place that's why we just like to discuss stuff yep thank you for listening uh give us a share if you like it and just tune in that's good we should promote the podcast miles apart pod on twitter i believe and then You know, that's where we usually share it and also on our Facebook. So um, we're on iTunes. No, it's not. It's not iTunes. We're on. I think we might be on iTunes.
1: We're on on
0: iTunes. We're on the podcasting app, you know, from most Apple devices. We're on Spotify. Uh, We're on a couple other places, Miles Apart podcast. And like and subscribe and share. If you really like it. Google Play,
1: wherever wherever you get your podcast Alrighty then. All right, I think we're good.